Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Maria of the band Future Palace over Zoom video. Maria was born and raised in Berlin, Germany, and she talks about how she got into music. The first instrument she learned was the 12-string guitar that her mom had. She tells us about that, uh, the first couple bands she was in, a band that she was in for nearly eight years. And through that band is how she landed in what is now Future Palace. She talks to us about the success of a music video that ended up getting them signed to a rising empire, a stint she had on a reality television show, which was super interesting, and all about their new record, Run. You can watch our interview with Maria on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Future Palace. Hello, Hi. how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you doing this. Thank you so much. I'm great. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry for my weird background and everything. Oh, no, that's I'm awesome. Not... <laughs> Are you like at a venue or something? Yes. I'm not kidnapped. <laughs> okay. <I> am... <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. We're on tour right now with NSOK and they're having a sound check. So I just looked for a corner that's not too loud and annoying for us. So, oh, yeah. I appreciate I'm it. i confused. No, no, no. That's awesome. So you're uh, like, you're playing. <laughs> when do you play? Like in a few hours? Yeah, we play it, I think, uh, either seven or eight, one of both times. I, okay. It might be seven already, yeah. But we, we have time, no worries. Okay, I'm good. I'm glad, okay. Where are you about right now? Uh, we're in Cologne right now, in Germany, Cologne. Okay. Yeah. And what, what time is it? I'm just curious. I'm in, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm in <laughs> Nashville area, and it's like 9 a.m. So uh, I don't know, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, 4 p.m. here currently. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And awesome. we still have some time because we're the openers and we have another interview at five or something, but yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's a crazy well, day, but a good day. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I'm Adam and I appreciate you doing this, especially on such a, a wild day with the tour and everything else going on. Yeah, we're and happy to be here. Or I'm happy to be here. So of course, we totally wanted to get time for this. Amazing. I hope the sound is okay and everything. No, it sounds really good. That mic is good. What is that? A, what kind of Perfect. mic is that, Norman? <laughs> That's a really old one for like 100 euros. And I wanted to sell this, but then our drummer was like, just take it on tour for interviews. I'm like, yeah, that's smart. Just a Samsung <laughs> track. It's really USB mic. It's uh, crazy. Oh, it looks, it look, yeah, it looks like a, like a legit Neumann mic. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I wouldn't be holding Neumann like That's why I was wondering. Like, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like a cheap one. No, all good. All good. Um, well, cool. This is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the new record you have coming out uh, in about yes. what's a little less than a month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, we're awesome. freaking excited. So cool. So first off, talk to me about where were, were you born and raised in Germany? Yeah, all of us. So okay. just three, but all of us born and raised in Berlin, actually still live in Berlin. And yeah. What was it like growing up there? Were you in like in a suburb or were you in the city? 
Um, I mean, Berlin is a pretty big city in general, mm -hmm. and there are so many people living there. Uh, it's funny because I only met my two band members really late, even though we were in the same scene and did music for years. I met them really late because there's so many people living there. And I grew up on the more like almost on the border of Berlin to the other city that's a little more like a little more country like. Okay. Um, but still it took me like 10 minutes to go right into the center of the of the city where all the big buildings are so i would say pretty much city city life all of yeah, us that's amazing yeah what about music did uh was that something that was in your household or your parents musical or anything like that um they yeah all, a lot of people in my family do music um none of them officially professional or anything but it was always a passion in my family at least so my mother sang and had a guitar at home oh, and awesome. she had a 12 string yeah a 12 string guitar and i was so confused as a child like what the hell is this kind of thing <laughs> sure <laughs> and that's where i learned guitar on on this 12 string and she taught me when i was 12 uh, just what she knew uh, randomly and uh, from that day on I kept going I watched YouTube tutorials because we had a keyboard at home and yeah my siblings also like to sing and it was a big passion already in my family and I was like the first one to say I want to try to make this a profession like okay a real, like real 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 profession yeah so at 12 you learned the 12 string the 12 string <laughs> guitar sounds so so cool but I, I like and and really when you're playing it, I mean, I'm not a great guitar player by any means. I mean, I can play like yeah, the same. chords and a power chord. But like I feel like when you're um when you're playing, I mean it just sound, you can play a regular chords and it just sounds so awesome. But if it came it down to the fact that like if I had to restring the thing or tune it, it'd be like game over. I think I we know. never even done that. Yeah, we were also so lost with this one, oh, but it was man. beautiful. You didn't have to do much, and it sounded amazing already because mm -hmm. there's so many strings and makes the sound so full. And I was just strumming, strumming on it without even doing chords. I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So twelve, you were you you said you were you singing before that? I guess that is my question. Um, yeah, kind of. It started at the same time. I was singing, but just like as a child and in school. But I think it was like 11, 12 when I actively started to sing in school. I had my first child band with my best friends. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, we wrote our first songs that were really, really, really embarrassing. Uh, but I was already with 11, 12. And then uh, in high school or like mid-school, here it's called, like we have a middle school then high school. Uh -huh. uh, I joined the school band there and then we did covers. And I also had my first real band with 14. And all of this came together. That's when I also started singing, like with 11, 12. Uh, was like the first songs I also wrote and everything. I wow, to, I that's tried. so young. I mean, if at 14 <gasps> you're starting like a band, I mean, mm. to start like the band that you're really, I mean, wait, so if, uh, this band didn't start when you were 14, did they? No, no, no. Okay, I had okay, another, just another one. band. Got you. Yeah, it was another band. It was my first real band. It was, I was in oh, there yeah, for like real eight band. years. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah, I did like many things and I already wished back then, oh, this is my band. Like, this is where I'm going to get, I don't know, people to know us with. But um, yeah, then I, I met the other guys uh, later on. I think I was like 20 or 19, actually. I wasn't that old. I'm still not that old, but um, I, I always knew. You're probably not very old. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I always wanted this real bad. I okay. always tried to do all I could. And I actually studied music for two years and then quit. 
Um, but yeah, I already knew that I really wanted to do this. And then luckily, uh, the, a miracle brought me these two guys and then we made future palace work. Yeah. In like 2018. Okay. Wow. Well, real quick on the band that you started when you were 12, you were writing original songs. Is that, is that what you said? <laughs> And also, yeah, like, it was what horrible. was the sound? Like, what, what did you guys sound like? Was it this same style of music? Were you always into, like, kind of the metal heavy stuff? Uh, back then, when I was, like, 11, I was really into Avril Lavigne. Like, obsessed. Oh, okay. Obsessed with her. Her uh, new record's actually, awesome. Have you heard it? Yeah, you mean, uh, I, I, I heard Flames and then... Um, Bite Me, maybe? Yeah, yeah. She's, okay. Yeah, I like, I like the style she's getting back into right now. Uh, it's mm -hmm. cool to see that she's getting more comfortable again with like her more old school yeah, style. Yeah, like the pop punk style, sure. Yeah, but it's fun because I was in sixth grade and then, um, yeah, I was, I'm like 10 years younger than my band members. So for them, they were probably like teenagers and I was just a child, such a fangirl and I was covering like her songs, A Girlfriend. And um, I tried to somehow make something similar or like Demi Lovato back then. even. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I had like really weird. Uh, that was me when I just got into rock. I also listened to Linkin Park uh, back mm -hmm. then. That was all, all in about like 2007. That's when I was like 12 or something. I, I don't quite remember what year, oh, but that yeah. must, must have oh been it. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just in the wrong time. I was just... <laughs> no. It was just funny to hear that. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, yeah it, like it's it started I was 12, to go. I'm like, oh man, I'm old. Uh, well, okay. So was that, was that the style of songs that you guys were writing when you were, you know, that age and with that first band? Yeah, it was like singer-songwriter, Avril Lavigne type of songs. I was just okay. having my acoustic guitar and I didn't understand much. And then later on with this other band, when I was 14, we started doing more progressive music, progressive rock, listening a lot to Flyleaf or uh, mm -hmm. the number 12 Looks Like You or My Chemical Romance, all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, and we just tried to make something work for us. It was a little more progressive though and experimental. And I also started screaming then already with like 15, 16, I tried it for the first time and we just did what we wanted to do, but it was less mm -hmm. um, poppy or like less structured than what we do now with this band. Gotcha. Okay. So with that second band, uh, the one where you started screaming and everything, like you said at that point, you knew that this is what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. but like yeah. at what point, like, was there something that happened or it just, it just felt good? Like, what was the point where you're like, this is going to be it for me. And like, I honestly think I could do this. Um, I think I had this moment already when I was, it sounds so crazy, but I think I had it already when I was 12. Uh, I was oh, wow, like, okay. I don't know what it was, but something in me clicked like this could actually be a job. Mm -hmm. this could, I could make this happen. Um, but I wasn't sure how. And then with like 14, back then I was a big uh, fan of bands like Panic at the Disco and Paramore mm -hmm. and everything. And I was like, I just, I don't know. It was just a feeling that this is what I'm here for. I don't know what it is. It sounds so yeah. cheesy. No, but, but I, I, I totally get it. I was just, yeah. yeah. There was almost nothing I enjoyed more and that gave me more like power and inspiration in doing music. I, I Also because I grew up in a pr pretty problematic family and this was uh, escape for me from all of this and it helped me to yeah, turn all of these bad emotions into something nice that I could, I don't know, build something with. And um yeah, at that point, I was like, I just really, really, really want to live from this and, and mm -hmm. get on. And I actually was like, I need to quit school. And I don't know, I was like really crazy about it. But I finished school and everything. Yeah. And uh, then I started studying media design first because I was like, ah, oh, let's keep it safe. And I also like arts and drawing mm -hmm. a lot. 
I was like, yeah, maybe just do this and be safe. And then I heard people singing uh, because of the school. I was like in an art school uh, oh, that's when cool. I studied. Yeah, for uh, for a few years. And uh, I heard people having singing lessons because they also studied music there. There were music classes. And I was drawing at that time. We, we did like naked. We had to draw a naked person, I remember. Oh, really? Was, How old were you yes. when you were trying naked people? Um, I think I was 19 or oh, okay. 20. Yeah, yeah. So it was, was just like some naked dude showing up and you're like, in, you know, you're 15. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay that's no good. no no luckily not no <laughs> I was like, whoa what kind no, of art no. school is this <laughs> they asked for our permission also it was like art yeah like right it, it wasn't weird but it was funny and then i was sitting there like i i wish i would be singing right now and like i had this feeling like i really need to be there right now i it, i just couldn't deny it i couldn't ignore it it was just so loud inside of me like you belong in the other room right now. And that's when I switched the, the classes uh, a few months later. And then, yeah, learned a bit of music theory, which I'm not good at at all. But at least I got some knowledge there and some singing lessons for the first time in my life for like one year. And from that on, I, was, I felt like I was actually prepared to try this uh, better with new people and okay. try to go full on. Yeah. So before, before <laughs> this... Background. No, 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 no. That's that's the point of this. I love this. So you, <laughs> okay. what you finished high school and you were still in this band that you were in prior to uh, Future Palace, mm -hmm. uh, and then you go to art school. Or the uh, high school you went to was an art high school. Um, no, it was. Um, it's a little weird in Germany. So we have like, or when we're a child, you go to school until you're like twelve, and then you finish like uh, pre. Uh, what is it called again? Like pre primitive like, like elementary school type thing? Elementary school, exactly. Yeah. And then then that's we already go to high school. So from when you're thirteen, grade seven until grade ten. This is okay. like the normal normal education yeah, everyone yeah. does. Gotcha. And then yeah, and then you can decide to do three years extra. I think now they're two years, which is called A levels, I guess, in England. Mm -hmm. So like something you need to do to study afterwards to go to college. You have to do these two extra years. And then yeah, you go to school after that. You go to college or apply exactly. for college that's, after that. That's gotcha. when you can get to college. And I, I did these two years extra. Um, and then I was able to go study. Yeah. Okay. So in the two so, extra years, did you? Is that when you oh, started wait, studying? Or you, know, you started uh, studying art? No, I had to do. So I did. I went to normal school for thirteen years. Got it. Just normal school. And after that, I started studying on the art school. Ah. Okay. Was, cool. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Exactly. And so, so college, you would call. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, with that band that you were in prior to to this one, uh, were you guys touring? Like, did you put a record out? Like, I mean, was it was there like a a moment or like a milestone or validation that you were like, okay, we you were in the band for a long time, obviously. So it was like, mm -hmm. was this something that you thought was going to happen, and like, did that just dissipate, and then this new band started, or was it just kind of like everyone went their separate ways? Like, what what kept you moving forward, and then how did this new band form? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I actually never told anyone, I think, in this way. But so we really wanted to make it work with the old band. Um, I was especially me and the guitarist. Uh, we really, really took it seriously. And he was the head of the band, uh, like both of us, but he, more him. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, when you don't have like a really structured person or experienced person, it will end up 
going in circles and circles. And that's what I kept calling it. It, it kept going in circles. And we mm -hmm. try to make uh, new plans. Um, actually, a lot of us studied music in this band, um, or the head of the band, the, the guitarist, uh, started studying sound design. And that's actually how I met the new band through uh, a mutual okay. friend, because he studied with another friend together. And through this friend, I met uh, my two new band members. Um, yeah, but then we were actually there in the studio where he studied and we recorded our first, we wanted to do our first EP with this old band. Uh, actually recorded all of the songs, I think released two or three of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the uh, EP never, never, was never published. Like, got um, it. Yeah, but it was still like a school task for him. We recorded everything. And this one friend that I met my band through, he recorded us and he was like, your band is so cool. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Your band is also cool. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, we never toured. We had a few gigs, but never did a full tour, uh, sadly. But we had a few songs and it was all prepared. And then my patience kind of kind of left because I noticed I don't think this is going to be it with them. I don't uh -huh. think this is how you're going to work. Uh, everyone is a little too creative. None of us is really well structured. We need someone who has like a plan and experience with this. Um, and it just didn't continue. And like some people jumped off, some came back in the band. But, but the uh, the main part of the band, me and the guitar player, we stayed until the end. And it was actually really, really sad when I left the band because... Yeah. Uh, I met F Future Palace, so Manuel and Johannes. We both met when we were already in a band. So both of us had a band and we we call it like an affair sometimes. Uh, yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> we all, we it was say like, for, we, had, we was, had this secret band and yes, hiding yes. it. And <laughs> that's also part of the band name because that was a WhatsApp group. Uh, that's what it was called, Future Palace, oh. without even having a plan what this is going to be. But yeah, it was hard because I was like also best friends with this uh, person, uh, with Enzo. Right. He was like, yeah, and um, I actually wrote a song about this, Parted Ways, which is also single of us. Uh, is, is actually about this for me, about leaving this band and uh, going parted ways and knowing when something is over and just won't evolve anymore, uh, even though you spent so many years with them. And really, I really hope to make it with them. But um, now that I've been with uh, Future Palace, it is an entire different world. Everything that didn't work immediately worked with them because they're just different type of people, different kind of people. And um, I noticed, okay, that, that was what was missing for us to make it work. And yeah, that yeah, you just knew thing. like you knew that the vibe was so much better doing this project that's, you know, obviously working now. Right. So mm -hmm. with this with with Future Palace, so you're <laughs> the affair, so to speak, uh, <laughs> you know, eventually you both go, you know, let's start this band. And then it, is that how the formation of Future Palace started? Or were you were they kind of a band and you jumped in? Um, they knew each other before already and had a few projects. Um, the last one was the one with the mutual friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And then we did a feature together, actually. I was there to do a feature for their band. Um, and we just noticed that we work really well together. And then we wanted to start a new project, completely new, or with the three of us only. And we just did a few songs for fun to see how it works. And it worked really, really well. I think one of the first ones we did was Maybe. Which mm, was also okay. our first single, and yeah. we were like, "Oh, this works really well without even talking much. That's cool because it seems like we have the same vision somehow." Um, yeah, and it happened really quickly from that point on. So first, we just tried it out, and then they sat down and said, "Yeah, we wanted to do a new project anyways. We we were originally looking for a male singer and wanted to go heavier, but then you fit really well." And 
yeah, we started from scratch again. But the, both of them knew each other already years before. They have so many stories they tell me all the time from their <laughs> old bands and their old tours. And uh, yeah. okay, so they were like an act. They were actively touring and everything. So this is this became all new to you when she joined this band, like touring and everything. Exactly. It's always funny because they're like, "Wow, you're so young, and we've been here so many times, and now you had." You were so lucky to skip so many steps that we had to do like sleep on couches and random strangers places and yeah, all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, right. I'm happy that I joined at this point. <laughs> right. But in yeah. reality, you didn't really skip many steps. I mean, you've been working on this since you're 12 years old, right? That's you just haven't true. done the, the touring aspect of it. But um, when, true. okay, so the band started in 2018. So it's weird because you've been a band for, you know, four years years at least and but two of these years have been kind of lost due to you know the pandemic and everything mm -hmm. so when you start this band you put out maybe and then does because that does i mean there's a lot of plays on that song on spotify like was there like what was the first like validation that the band was working was it putting that song out and seeing the response was it you know getting a label i mean what what was kind of like once the band formed you put the song out like what was the next like moment Actually, we were really lucky with already the first step we did. Um, the first single, uh, I had a YouTube channel, I still have it from back then, because I always did YouTube when I was 14, and I was able to build a community there, a few fo a following, and mm -hmm. um, I didn't do much on there anymore, but decided maybe we could do uh, release the video on my channel, because I have like uh, 30k whatever followers. Or <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, <laughs> You know, just no big deal. Like yeah, thirty thousand subscribers. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, thank you. It it just I just quit it. I I just didn't continue. That's why it's like frozen. But it is a lot. I don't know how that happened back then. I just did um, hair dyeing videos, but it led to something nicer at the end of the day. Sure. Because uh, luckily the. Yeah, that's, it's so cool because YouTube is a great support for, for the creators. And uh -huh. actually, there's a YouTube space in the entire world. I'm not sure if it's still there, but it's so-called YouTube space. And they offer studios and everything for free when you have um, over 10K subscribers. Yeah, I and don't know. There, if they, I'm pretty sure they still do. They had one in L.A. Oh, yeah. They have it like in every capital, I think. It's, mm -hmm. it's so cool. And luckily, we're from Berlin, so we had one. Right. I visited this one already when I was younger, just because I was like invited. I was like, yeah, sure, cool. Because you had 30,000 um, followers, you know, no big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it just doesn't seem like people. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting it also. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, we were able to record our first music video for free there with great wow. equipment, just because I did some hair dyeing videos. And finally as well um so we already had a reach we had a nice studio we were so lucky with all of this we paid a lot for as a, not a lot but we paid for the studio completely ourselves we we went uh working for this uh, 40 hours a week in a bookshop funnily and um yeah that was one investment that wasn't as easy for the first step but we got a really big recognition already because of the channel the video and then also which i don't like to mention i took part in a really trashy tv show at that time <laughs> oh you did uh, yeah it's horrible please don't look for it it's horrible oh i want to now i'm curious but, we can't talk about it uh, yeah we could we can i mean it's it's hilarious um i was completely fooled by this entire production i didn't know what was happening um 
I think okay. I was like 21 or something. I don't so know. So you got what? Asked, okay, real quick. This is a this is fascinating. <laughs> so what's how do you get involved in the television show? Like, did somebody come up to you and be like, oh, hey, we're doing a reality show. And what's the premise of the show? I mean, you don't have to say the name of it if you don't want, but I'm just curious, yeah. like, what the premise <laughs> was. It was underwhelming okay. to say so. And um, I, it was actually funny because I quit studying music because this, it also cost money and I didn't have much money and stuff. Sure. I lived alone. And I was like, no, wait, I, I think I don't need a degree at this point. I think I need free time and work and passion to get to my goal. That's In why, reality, why right? Yeah, that's really all you need. I mean, yeah. no one's going to be like, uh, you know, a rising empire isn't going to yeah. be like, so uh, do you have a college education? I'm not going to sign your pants. Absolutely. And I was like, okay, I took like one and a half or like two years uh, from the school. I think I know a lot more than many others might know. I'm, I feel prepared. Now I just want to go full on and go work. Mm -hmm. And I, I just worked in like retail and a cafe, everything just for the band. Sure. And, uh, but then I uh, made a little mistake right when I quit. I didn't calculate right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's as stupid as it sounds, I didn't have money. And I was looking up quick jobs I could find, really quick jobs. Yeah. And then I, I randomly found, um, because I had a part-time job while I was studying at a TV production. I was like okay. holding, I was just holding cables there. I was like a studio assistant. Yeah, like a grip or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like not, not important at all. And I was like, yeah, maybe I could find something there because they offer so many jobs quickly without big deals. And then I found this production and they were looking for a tolerant, open-minded people that are interesting and open for a project, like a social project. And I was like, well, I don't know. I check all these boxes. Let's do uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm like, I might, that might be fun and you get money for it. So I just applied randomly without thinking much. Um, and yeah, later on, they ask a little more weird questions like, how do you like parties? What would be your ideal boyfriend? I'm like, what the freaking hell are they asking me yeah you can swear um, if you want i'm just okay <laughs> you don't have to censor yourself just letting you know okay and yeah i i had a bad feeling already and then i asked the band members should i join this and they're like yeah sure tv could always be good promo at the end of the day maybe uh, hopefully and um yeah so i went there i didn't know what it was i went to a different country they didn't even let me know i, I just flew to austria which isn't that far from germany i was like what experiment is this going to be like right i don't know i'm open and then i ended up being in a uh, nunnery i think it's called in english where all nuns live oh yeah whoa and, and i was there for an entire week with other girls and the plot was not living living there and being like open-minded the plot was they had roles for each girl uh, just like every reality tv show show and um try to make us look really bad so the contrast is really big like we're this rebel rebel girls uh crazy girls or party girls that go into the nunnery and it, then they should act like they're super shocked and it's horrible for them and i was oh. the uh the non-orientated punk maria <laughs> Oh, of course, right? That's the role they gave me. Yeah, they cut every sentence I said and I was like the I didn't have a plan in life and uh yeah, that's what they that's the role I had. And I didn't <laughs> know until I it was crazy, yeah. And I didn't Wait. know until I saw some scene. I was like, "Oh my god, where am I?" Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the 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 beauty of reality television, right? They're just going to ask mm -hmm. you leading questions and then clip what they know 
what they're hoping you're going to say because they've already like written out the the they're they're going to they're going to fish so you say something that they know that they're like okay perfect we got the clip that we need for her there and blah yeah, blah blah they <laughs> they're crazy they they ask in a way and so they they tell you something and there's a person who's taught to do this to, they they know she knows what she wants from you and she will ask in this way and she's like you have to take the question while you repeat you have to take the question in so like how did you like how this girl acted tell me I think this girl acted da, 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 and I think that's right, da, da, da. right. And that's what they want. So therefore, it looks like you randomly started talking about this, even though you of just, course, yeah, yeah. Um, or they'll be. Do they do this where they're like, so Maria, like, did you hear like so and so is saying all this bad stuff about you? Like, can you believe that you said they said that? And then you're like, yeah, oh my gosh, I can't it. believe so and so said that. Like, why? You know, and then you're like, I, that person, blah 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 blah, and they're like snip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, Maria I mean, says I, I, this person does this. <laughs> I early noticed that they're not that they're not nice people. I noticed, and I try to be as boring as possible. I try to don't give them anything. And then they actually took things I did off camera, so they still record it. And one example would be uh, the interviewer asked me something about time, and uh, I was making a joke off camera. I'm like, "Time is an illusion, huh?" Uh, just as a sarcastic joke, and they took that. Uh, and made it look like I'm always uh, like always late and unstructured. And then I said, time is an illusion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's look, so yeah. crazy. <laughs> it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So that <laughs> happened. And then what? Yeah. that helped fund a little bit of the band, I would hope. Yeah. At and did least, that draw attention uh, to that? Like, were people like, oh, my gosh, who's this girl? We're going to look her up. And then mm -hmm. they found out that you're in a band. Is that like, and was this yeah. show only in Austria? Like, where did this air? It was, I think, in every German country. I, and I'm not sure if it was even in Austria. It might have been in Germany, but they um, sent it at then. prime time and a bit, really big <laughs> channel. And uh, I think they even um, screened it twice or streamed it twice. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> and oh, my then, gosh. I'm yeah, sorry to was... bring back trauma, but like that's so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> But it is a story to tell. And uh, I made the best out of it. So I asked them if I could... They were dropping a music video, which had the perfect timing, luckily. And then we did an after interview. Um, they did an, yeah, an interview with me afterwards. And then I screened a maybe, a, like a part of maybe on TV, on primetime. I'm like, yes. Uh, and oh, then I was amazing. able to say like, yeah, after the nunnery, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I recorded music. I started music. this band. Yeah. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I already had this band. They just made right, it right. almost the, look yeah. like. Yeah. That but you then, just said. Yeah. But then I was able to, or we were able to get a lot of people, but... I'm not sure if they are still there, but a lot of the comments were like, oh, this is Maria from the TV show. Oh, I found her from this TV show. And then finally, finally our label found us through this video and they're like, what is this up in, what is this show? Like, they're like, what is this? What? But they just liked the video, but then, yeah, I don't know. Oh, so they contacted you via that video that they found because exactly. of the television show. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And that's when they contacted us. So uh, Robin said in an interview, so who's one person working in a rising empire, he said they saw my channel, they saw the video, it had really great performance already because we did everything we could. Right. I, I did I did everything I could to be honest. <laughs> I embarrassed myself in <laughs> Germany, <laughs> my home, home country. Um yeah, and it, it performed so well that they were immediately like reaching out to us. And from that point on, we were already like really quickly signed and made the deal with the album already. And we were like, okay, we didn't know we make an album, but now we're going to make an album. And 
yeah that's and how, is that when you put out escape yeah and that's how we started doing escape so we already had some songs written and then we were like okay so this is going to be an album let's try to make some other songs that fit and yeah okay so then you put that but you put that record out in 2020 so how was that i mean did you put the record out what actually what month do you remember september 2020 i remember oh so the pandemic was already happening um yeah when when it was released yeah but while we were recording in 2019 i mean we started doing in 2018 we went to the studio already without knowing what happens without the label and then when we knew we we're gonna make an album, we went there um, always like two days in a row. Once again, two days, two days. That's how we did Escape because we didn't have much free time. We were all working much, mm-hmm. and yeah, like within the year we finished Escape, and then it t- takes a while, a few months until it can be released. Right, right, right. But yeah, the pandemic started happening. We did our first ever tour with Flash Forward in March 2020, and that was the the last possibilities to play and that was our first ever like shows we played and then after that like right after the last date everything shut down and oh like, so you were Whoa. able to get through the tour you were able to get through the tour uh it was just a support tour before okay. we even released much we didn't okay. release that much yet but we did one tour at least um one support tour before and then everything shut down okay yeah. and then you put the record out and everything shut down and then yeah how do you then do you are you able to support the record last year at all and then obviously you have an excuse me a new album coming out next month so where Mm -hmm. does that land like was this new album something you've been working on like over the like right after that record was done right after escape and it's like okay well now not only do we have a bunch of time because of (laughs) you know no one's going outside but we have a bunch of time to write this record and you know hopefully we'll get a chance to support escape a little bit more than we had before yeah i mean there was a uh, escape tour planned and we had to postpone it i think two times three times until it was canceled mm-hmm. uh, we we tried to make it work uh, we thought it's gonna work but we had to totally cancel this and then after canceling this we really quickly decided to start this new album mm-hmm. because what else should we do in this time and we just almost immediately i think in january or December or something, we already started working on Run with the first demos. And um, yeah, we just used this entire year to start this new thing. We didn't even promote Escape that much. We did a live stream mm-hmm. and um, no, but we just didn't do much anymore. We, we just wanted to go forward. We wanted to make new songs, get it out. And yeah, we were just in the writing process. We didn't even think about Escape that much anymore. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, it was kind of sad, but we were sad that we were never able to play so many songs live. Maybe we might, yeah, we haven't played some songs live ever to this point from Escape um, because the headline tour we just had, um, yeah, we played a lot of new songs because also we're really hyped to play them. People know them. More people know them than most songs of Escape. And yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And that's great that people really like the new songs and like are resonating with them instead of like, well, I want you to play the songs off the other record. And you're like, well, I got this new one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, So that's uh, well, tell me the the premise of the record. Like, was it hard to to write the album? I mean, were you coming from a place of like, look at all this destruction happening in the world and the pandemic? Like, I did see that's about like a toxic relationship. Like how much of that, you know, was that? Well, just, I guess just tell me about the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the writing process was almost entire like 2021 when most lockdowns happened and mm-hmm. it was really like 
You didn't know what was going to happen the next day or the next month. You d we didn't know when we will play shows again. So like all my hopes, because I, I put my life in a way that it works for the band um, in the best way possible. So I quit the study thing. I worked uh, back then. Uh, now, luckily, I don't anymore. But I worked in like a retail store selling clothes or in the cafe. I, I changed so many jobs and I was I was not well. I, I wasn't happy there. Um, of course, I would just earn some money. I think many people could probably relate who have a dream um, right. that you just want to get money quickly. And um, yeah, I was just so unhappy in these jobs that my depression got worse and worse and or maybe even evolved in this because I had so many things happening, like toxic relationships in the past. And then I was like, yeah, let's make my life amazing now and start working. Whatever happened, happened. But then it just hit at some point, it got too much. And then with the pandemic on top of that, with this unhappy job, um, and no, nothing was ever like a good thing that happened because I couldn't even go out to see friends. I couldn't even party to like distract myself. I couldn't even do what I was, I think, living for. I couldn't do much music anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was what the album was there again. It was holding me. Uh, it was getting me through this time and helped me to distract my mind, to get my thoughts out. And it's honest. It's pure, honest thoughts I had in these moments. Um, I like really deep, like almost the worst depression I've ever had at the start of 2021. And I went to therapy, found a therapist because I noticed like this is getting out of control. Um, music can not only be my, um, my, yeah, my hope or my anchor. I need like some professional help at this point or I don't know what to do because there was just so much, um, with the pandemic on top. And yeah, I luckily had a, found a therapist and, uh, everything started going a little more up or let's say a little more normal. But that's when Run was still written through this entire process of so many things and flashbacks for me and um, private things happening. But yeah, it's pretty much like a diary, like Run. I just wrote, it was so easy to write because I had so many thoughts at this time. And um, yeah, you can, you can tell in a few songs. And I think it's even more bitter and honest than a lot of songs in Escape. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I don't know. It's like the aftermath. I, it was the first time for me to reflect my entire life and notice, okay, I need to stop right now, take a break and breathe and see what happened to me. And um, before that, I was always like the one who kept going, who was like, I'm strong, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. But then uh, that was the first time I ever like quit my job from Monday to the another, like, had a panic attack and stuff. And I was like, no, I need a break. And that's that's pretty much the background of Run. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. In the studio, well, I was still like a little suffering. And, right. But that's why these songs are really real and um, honest. Yeah, yeah, with that, I mean, was it, is there particular songs in the, or a song or songs on the record that are hard for you to like, you know, knowing what the, the, the deep meaning of the song is about? Is it hard to like, you know, sing it? Or like, was it hard to write? Like, hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, almost all of them already in escape. I put out a few really private things that I was never even able to talk out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, there are still a few songs I haven't written yet because they're too hard for me to talk about. And maybe in the future, they, I might be able to, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it was kind of crazy at, at first when I, when I write it, yeah, when I wrote it down and it was really opening to people. Um, everyone yeah. was able to read what I right. Was I mean, you're thinking. being so vulnerable. Is that something that was nerve? I mean, were you nervous about you know uh, presenting that to people or letting a people in bit. on that? Yeah. 
yeah i was i was more like um might this be too cringy how i wrote it or is this like embarrassing but i feel like most people and producers nowadays are pretty used to kind of lyrics like this in this genre and I think some people might even write lyrics like this without meaning it and then therefore they just go on with it and let's just record it. But so I didn't make it a big deal. I didn't talk much about it with anyone. But for me personally, it was kind of weird. Um, I was in my own bubble at this moment. I tried to deal with myself. But one of the first moments when it was pretty hard for me was rehearsing for this tour um, because I was singing them out for the first time and I was crying all the yeah. time in each song i was like oh my god how am i gonna go on stage like i was crying so many times because i don't know i was first of all happy that these songs are there now but also singing these lyrics i was still so affected by each word because they're just the truth of this moment right yeah yeah and that's I what mean, i was wondering like it, so it sounds like it was like i mean directly affecting you and yeah. crying like was that something that was repetitive like just doing it a lot like how did you like overcome that or are you still having like issues not, not issues but like is it hard to not be that emotional on stage when you're performing mm -hmm. some of these songs um it's gotten so much better i th think it was practice and repeating it because i was in the rehearsal room but also i just try to improve myself my mental health and my life daily so i'm mm -hmm. i've been doing therapy for one year now and i think this really helped me to be also more confident and mm -hmm getting to know myself so much better and where pain comes from and how I get it out and where. And this really helped me, to be honest, to differ differentiate myself mm -hmm. with the songs when needed. Um, sure. But I, I can also open up if I want to. So when I see someone crying in the crowd, it might hit me. Or if I, right. I, I do speeches on stage talking about what happened to me, and then sometimes the song right after might kick a little different. But it is something you get kind of used to, and it's like a routine. Right. And, um, oh, I didn't realize yeah. that you you go up, you you talk openly about everything that happened with you on stage. Yeah, I mean, I try when time uh, allows it or when the crowd is open for it. I try to at least say one story or one thing and try to make people... Um, or I want to share that this is nothing you should be ashamed of, and that's what I always want to... Yeah, convey to the people and uh, that's what I want to talk about with these songs because I don't want to only perform and have a good time but I think the lyrics are also a big part and I want people to notice because here in Germany of course it's not our native uh, mother tongue or anything so therefore I try to speak it up a little more because we, we might just listen to the song and just vibe with it but to me it's important to also at least that some songs notice or understand what they are about and one, one uh, really big topic to me is domestic violence. And that's all, one thing I always talk about on stage. Okay. Uh, so mental health and domestic violence. And let, yeah, tell people to be open about it. Don't be ashamed and uh, share if you need help or help your friends if they need help. Because that's something I went through. And when I got a stage, I uh, might as well use it in a good way. <laughs> sure. No, that's amazing that you are that vulnerable and like that you allow yourself to, to talk about those hard subjects, especially on stage to a crowd of people that you yeah. don't, don't obviously know, but they're there for you. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that you had to go through that. That's terrible, but um, yeah. I'm glad that you have an but, outlet for it. I mean, and, and you're able to kind of, you know, tell your story and that's big for people to hear that. And they've, you probably related so many people yeah. in the audience that you would never know are probably like, Oh my gosh, like, that's I that's me that story you just told I have that same same or similar story 
Yeah, because it's a topic so hard to talk about and many people are ashamed to talk about it. And I just really want to be, as cheesy as it sounds, the person that I needed back then. Because yeah. it would have meant so much to me to see someone on a stage even talking about this because I was so embarrassed of myself back then. I was too scared to ask for help. And um, yeah, now that I learned from this, went through this, I just really want to make the best out of it and not just cancel it and push it away because no, it happened and mm -hmm. it happens daily everywhere, especially with uh, COVID and people being locked away with their families. Sometimes your family is your enemy, you don't know. And um, oh, my mic switched. <laughs> <laughs> Did it switch? Yeah, no. now it's back. Okay, weird. It switched there for a second. Um, I was like, whoa, it just got <laughs> so loud in that room. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah that is that is one of my mission with this band not only music not only living from it but i have like my weird life mission that i want people to like feel like they're not alone with these things and that mm -hmm. this world needs a little more sympathy empathy whatever and um not only seeing your own problems but sharing with the world and trying to yeah feel closer to each other again mm -hmm. especially yeah after being locked away I love that. I think that's so important. And what you're doing is so amazing. And I appreciate, you know, Thanks. you being so open and you telling, you know, being on here and, and talking about these things, it means a lot. So I appreciate you. And thank you so much, Maria, Thanks. for doing this. I know you have a, a show tonight. It looks like you have so many tour dates coming up. I mean, you guys are going to be busy. It looks like, like <laughs> I mean, all the way through almost through September, you got a, you know, a couple yeah. shows in July and August, but like, wow. Congratulations. Finally, though. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, right, Thanks. right. <laughs> well, I have one more quick question before, uh, I let you go and you uh, have a great show tonight, but I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh, yeah. Sometimes there's no way, no way that you can think of, but just keep going. That's what I, that's what I did. I didn't know any way. I didn't know who I will meet. I just did everything that I could and kept going. Don't let yourself down. Don't let other people talk you down because there's almost nobody, at least in my world that would tell me this is a great idea do that because no that most people will be like no sh look for something that's safe be safe be safe no do what you love and give it all your all and that's what i would say don't be scared it is scary it is not easy but if you love it it will be worth it 